Etc. You got Freaky Dink Finger Hut here, the big guy with the hairy eyes. Let's talk some dazzle dudes. Well, last time I played you a special tape that I've been looking for that hopefully gave you a look into the real inner workings of the dude's collective psyche. This episode is uh, here, shall we say, a bit more fleshy. It had been a while since the dudes had sprinkled their dazzle on any of the local businesses, and by that, of course, I mean recording radio jingles. People smoking barbecue had done real well with that first one. People smoking barbecue, yeah. At People's Smoking Barbecue, you will find a dazzling array of treats to satisfy even the most discriminating of meat enthusiasts, from the beef brisket to the chicken and pig, pig, pig. And don't Next, Blanche's Donuts had seen a meteoric rise in bear claw sales. Who likes donuts? Everyone. Yummy, tasty, tummy bun. Where'd you get those donuts from? Blanches! Blanches! Yeah! At Blanches, alongside the humble donut, one may find a variety of exotic selections such as cream horns, Bismarck's, crullers, and the like. A veritable corn so the next business to jump on the Dazzle bandwagon was a junkyard called Skeeter's Auto Salvage. Now this wasn't just any junkyard. Skeeter Lewis had started back in the 40s, right after he come home from the war. It spread through the years to over 30 acres of junk cars. Skeeter had been smart enough to let a lot of the local fellers come in after business hours and take target practice by shooting rats and snakes. He charged them 25 cents each for admission, they could stay from 5 to 8 p.m. on weeknights and 12 to 5 p.m. on Saturdays. They was closed Sundays, it being the Lord's Day and all. Skeeter had quite a lucrative little side business going with this. His big stretch of wrecked cars would be full of guys in orange vests wandering around taking pot shots at the rodent and reptile population. And, of course, his main business of selling used auto parts was steady as well. Seemed like everybody in that part of Georgia was fixing up some old car all the time, and they'd come for a hundred miles around knowing Skeeter most likely had that Hudson Commodore transmission they needed. You could say that we were into recycling before it was cool. Now, Skeeter, astute businessman that he was, was keenly aware that his junkyard had also become somewhat of a tourist attraction, what with it being so huge and full of every imaginable vehicle ever to roll out of a factory. So he thought that a Dazzle Dude's radio jingle, along with Fletcher Lafayette's unique voiceover, could shift the business into high gear and leave his competition 
at the starting line. <laughs> Sorry for the little pun there. Skeeter's Auto Salvage, where the past comes to life. Skeeter's Auto Salvage, where the past comes to life. Skeeter's Auto Salvage, where the past comes to life. Skeeter's Auto Salvage, where the past comes to life. Upon entering the gates of Skeeter's Auto Salvage, one is confronted with a veritable panorama of the history of combustion-based wheeled conveyances. From the humble Model A to the ultra-modern AMC Pacer, they're all here, restoring that 57 Chevy Bel Air. Need a front bumper? Why, it's sitting right there. And don't forget, from 5 to 8 p.m. weekdays and 12 noon to 5 p.m. on Saturdays, come have target practice with Skeeter's formidable wildlife population. Only 25 cents a person. Pistols and rifles only. Leave the shotguns at home, fellas. Skeeter's Auto Salvage on State Road 21. See you there. Now, Mr. Skeeter Lewis knew that if he tied his new radio jingle in with a local event, this could send his business over the top. In the mid-1970s, a new attraction for honky-tonks was a phenomenon known as the Wet T-Shirt Contest. Now, the way this worked was a bar would hold a contest which consisted of female contestants wearing tight T-shirts who would then be sprayed with a hose or would submerge themselves in a pool or some similar container of water so that their T-shirts would cling more tightly to their bodies thus revealing the charms of their upper torsos in a provocative way. These contests awarded a prize, usually cash, to the winner, who was decided by the cheers and whoops of the almost all-male spectators. Skeeter had a clever spin for his event. He coordinated with Marvin of Marvin's La Elite Club to host a wet t-shirt contest at the club which you may remember was the scene of the Dazzle Dudes' first gig and also their memorable St. Patrick's show. And he bought several kegs of cheap beer from Eustace Cochran, daddy of the Dudes drummer Jimmy and owner of Cochran's Package Store, and allowed all attendees to drink free beer for the hour encompassing the contest. Once the contest was over, so was the free beer, and Eustace had a bar full of happy customers ready to buy more. But the crown and glory of Skeeter's plan? He would promote the auto salvage business by hauling a derelict 1949 Cadillac convertible from his junkyard straight to the front of Marvin's La Elite. Then he'd fill it up to the dashboard with water from a hose and have the contestants jump in to soak their t-shirts for the competition. Needless to say, this would prove to be a landmark event in the social calendar of Mixon for that season. And as such, a number of ladies in the community were keen to participate. Oh, and of course, 
The event's musical entertainment was to be provided by none other than the Dazzle Dudes. Round and round and round, this wet t-shirt deal on Saturday. That's gonna be funner than hell, all them girls in them wet shirts. God almighty. Yeah, it should be pretty far out with them climbing in and out of that old caddy that Skeeter's bringing. What a cool idea. We'll rock those shirts right off them with our trademark dazzle. Yeah. Shirts. Chicks. Wet. Yeah, well, I got a little inside information that you fellas ain't privy to. Oh, pray share this intelligence, Jimmy Do. Just so happens I know who's gonna be the winner already. Well, how do you know that, Jimmy? Is it rigged or something? Well, let's just say I, I know a contestant who's a surefire winner. Uh, Jimmy, are you talking about Sandy? She's gonna be in the contest? That's right. We talked about it yesterday. She's going to wear a tight t-shirt and get in the Cadillac and get wet and... Yeah, yeah, stupid. She's going to do it all. Why? What's wrong? Think she's not good looking enough? No, no, man. Not at all. She's beautiful. I mean, in fact, if you weren't, you know... Jesse, you think real careful about the next words that come out of your mouth. All I mean is that she just seems kind of, you know, reserved to be doing something like this. We talked about it. She's comfortable with it. And after all, it's her body. Women's lib and all, you know. Or ain't you heard of women's lib? Well, I'm just a little surprised it doesn't bother you. Why should it? Well, the audience is going to pretty much be drunk, horny guys. Yeah, yeah, man. She'll have that tight shirt on. That water will be probably kind of cold, and she won't have no bra. And when she gets out, you'll be able to see Shut her. Up, Billy, goddammit. Yep, that's what I thought. So the big day arrived. It was a hot Georgia afternoon, and the festivities started at 3 p.m. Skeeter Lewis and his sons rolled up to Marvin's Lot Elite parking lot in their big tow truck pulling a yellow 49 Cadillac convertible. Skeeter and his boys had spent the previous day pulling out the caddy seats and waterproofing it by squirting sealant all around the base of the doors. Marvin had arranged with some of his buddies in the fire department to connect the hose to the hydrant up front, which they would use to fill the car with water and then refill it when it inevitably started to leak. Marvin had built a small wooden platform next to the area where the caddy was parked for the contestants to display their charms after each had emerged from the water. Marvin's light elite parking lot was packed with people all drinking Skeeter's complimentary beer in the plastic cups. Because of the advertising deal Skeeter had cut with WTFH, the station had set up its remote broadcast truck for me to do a special live show right from light elite. Now, that was unusual for WTFH back in them days. Most remotes were done at car dealerships or grocery stores, where the likelihood of airing a string of drunken profanity was minimal. 
Needless to say, my finger hovered over the mute button throughout this particular event. Hey everybody, you got Freaky Dick Finger Hunt, the big guy with a hairy eye, coming to you live from the parking lot of Marvin's Lot Elite Club, courtesy of your friends at Skeeter's Auto Salvage. Now, since I was busy doing my remote broadcast, I couldn't use my little portable cassette recorder to tape anything else. But what I did was give it to Billy since I knew the dudes would be hanging around his Mustang in the parking lot during the festivities. He put it in the driver's seat and just left it running. It picked up a few snippets. Sandy, are you sure you, you want to do this? I mean, you know, show your body off like that in a wet t-shirt in front of a bunch of drunk guys. Oh, Jimmy, sweetie, there's no harm in it. It's just fun and besides, there's that $50 prize for the no, winner. I mean, if you don't win, you'll just be showing off for nothing. I mean, of course you'll, you'll win, but you if know. If I don't I mean, win, what do you mean, Jimmy? I'm not pretty enough to no, win? No, of course, you're pretty. I, 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 I know you'll win. But but, stop worrying. It's not like I'm going to get naked or anything. Big deal. You need to lighten up some. Anyways, I'm doing it, and it's my body. Okay, well, sure, I guess. Okay, they're calling for us. See you later. Okay, well, good luck. I mean, I mean I'll see you after you win. Hey, boys. Hey, hey, Dazzle Dude. Hey, Connie. Hey, Miss Cochran. Yeah, hey, 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 Mama. Hey. Saucy Sandy's in the contest. She's gonna win, I bet you, Jenny. You think so, Mama? I'm nervous. Oh, don't be silly. She hasn't got any real competition. Hell, I don't know. I mean, not unless I was to enter. What? I bet I could win. What do you think, Jesse? You think I could win? Oh, sure you could, Connie. Hands down. Hmm, hands down, huh? Whose hands, though? Mama! What, Jimmy, you think I'm too old or not pretty enough? Is that it? It's not. I mean, it's, it's just... You're my mama. Oh, so I'm too old to win then, huh? Well, maybe I'll just head on over and see if they'll just let this old lady give it a try. I mean, I've already got this T-shirt on. This tie T-shirt. You like my shirt, Jesse? I sure do, Connie. We got us a huge crowd here all waiting to see these pretty ladies get good and soaked in Skeeter's mobile Cadillac swimming pool. Looks like the mixing fire department's got that cannon just about filled to the brim with clear mixing city water. There goes Marvin up to the microphone. Hey, that's it, that's it. Hey, y'all. Everybody got him a cup of cold beer courtesy of Skeeter's Auto Salvage? All right, all right, drink up. Sheriff Burt says it's all right to have beer in the parking lot this one time. After the contest, we all gonna need to go inside the club if you're gonna keep on partying. And you are gonna keep on partying, am I right? Okay, okay. The beautiful contestants are lining up right now to each take a plunge in Skeeter's Cadillac. Looks like about ten of Nixon's own beauty, each one just as pretty as the next. There they go. One of Skeeter's sons, Jeter, is a lucky fella helping him climb a little stepladder next to the car and then helping him back out. Lucky boy. All right, all right, number one's climbing up. In she goes, woo-hoo! Now climbing out, why, folks, she's all wet. <laughs> number two's right behind her. Why, number two has a WTFH t-shirt on. Wonder where she got that from. Talk about stacking the deck. <laughs> now, just for the record, Connie did not participate. But she seemed to enjoy making Jimmy believe she would. 
And so the contest proceeded in the blistering sun. All the participants took the rickety little stage together, each twirling when Marvin called her number. The voting was done by hollers from the crowd, of course. The winner was number seven, a curvy redhead named Brenda. It was a little unfair, as Brenda had actually done some modeling, and had even had some provocative photos published in a magazine called Parts Pups, which was a racy sort of Reader's Digest-sized nudie mag that was usually found on the counters of auto parts stores in them days. Well, I finished my live broadcast. The crew from WTFH packed up the truck, and I grabbed my cassette recorder from Billy and headed into Marvin to join the fun. What a drag Connie didn't enter the contest. You asshole! She's trucking you just egging her on. It was her idea. Yeah, man, it's, it's all fun. Heck, I'd like to have seen Connie Shut get up, all... Shut up, Billy, goddammit! Hey, here comes Sandy. Sucks that she didn't win. Shut up, Jesse! Oh, well, I tried. I guess the competition was just too, too broad. It's okay. You were the prettiest thing. Oh, shut up, Jimmy. Well, hi there, contestant number three, you pretty little thing. Beat it, cowboy. Oh, all right. All right, boys, time to get to playing. You want to get paid? Y'all want to get paid? Get on up there right now. Get up there. Okay, Marvin, it's cool. Here we go. Okay, everybody, we saw those boobs. Now let's party with the Dazzle Dudes. Episode 8 of Dazzle Dudes, which was written, recorded, and produced by Murray Attaway. This episode was co-written by Layla Attaway, who also provided the voice of Sandy. All material copyright 2019. You can find Dazzle Dudes on Apple Podcasts, Android, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, Radio Public, and at DazzleDudes.com. You would like it in your car. You would like it in a bar. Shake a tail, Feather.